Hey guys, welcome to Precision Nutrition's The Complete Fitness Professional Podcast. I'm Dr. John Berardi, co-founder of Precision Nutrition, and if you're not familiar with us, over the last 15 years, we've become the world's largest online nutrition, fitness, and health coaching company. Most interesting for health and fitness pros, we've turned the lessons learned coaching over 200,000 clients into a complete nutrition and health coaching system called the Precision Nutrition Certification. It's the industry's most recognized career-changing coaching system anywhere. In this podcast, which is a mix of recorded articles, interviews, and roundtable discussions, myself and my Precision Nutrition colleagues will coach you on growing your business, helping more people, and becoming a better coach. We'll help you become more than a personal trainer, strength coach, or nutritionist. We'll help you become the complete fitness professional. So let's get started. Hi, this is Bryce from Precision Nutrition, and today I'm reading the article, Before and After Photos, Inspirational and Effective or Demoralizing and Unethical, by John Berardi, PhD. Before and after photos are a staple in health and fitness. They've been used to market new programs, document physical changes, and celebrate progress. But some say they trigger negative feelings about body image and feed a cultural obsession with thinness. In this article, we'll explore both sides and leave you with best practices for using them if you choose to. Here's what JB has to tell us. Precision Nutrition has used before and after photos since the early days of our company. Back then, we kept them in actual binders. We've since upgraded. These images of our men's and women's clients showcase the amazing weight loss and body composition changes that can happen with excellent coaching. Recently, however, transformation photos have gotten controversial. We've seen it on our own channels, as well as those in other nutrition and fitness companies, influencers, and social media outlets. Comments on these kinds of photos range from, wow, that person made amazing progress, that's so inspiring, to these are triggering for people with a history of disordered eating, trauma, and body image issues. And even, when will the fitness industry stop fixating on weight loss and promoting diet culture? What about the transformation that's happening inside? All of these reactions are reasonable. In fact, let's get one thing out of the way. All emotional responses to before and after photos are valid. No, really, it's not a cop-out, it's true. You feel how you feel, inspired, incensed, or somewhere in between. But now more than ever, viewpoints are expanding. That's because of the rise of strong voices who aren't willing to accept the body expectations imposed on them, who question thinness as a virtue. By examining what quote-unquote health and fitness means, people are starting to ask, is losing weight the only way to become fit and healthy? Does looking sexier always mean looking leaner? Can't I love my body without transforming it? These are good questions. To evolve as an industry and reach as many people as possible, we need to ask them. But do we want to stop using before and after photos completely? Well, the answer is complicated. The truth is, some people do want to lose weight, and others don't. Some people are triggered negatively by seeing before and after photos. Others find them empowering. It is frustrating when physical attributes are coveted over health, but some people do want to see their bodies transform. Whether you want to make body changes yourself or you're a health and fitness pro who works with clients, you're going to be confronted with the complicated body politics of transformation photos. Will you use photos to document your own progress? Will you ask your clients to use them? If so, will they be used to only track physical progress, for marketing, or both? 
And whatever you decide, how will you explain your rationale? If you're a coach, being able to answer these questions will help define your brand and help you better support your clients. If you're on your own health journey, knowing how and if you want to use transformation photos will help you use them in a more effective, authentic, and empowering way. So, in order to navigate this complex topic, let's explore. How did before and after photos become so popular? Why are they controversial in today's cultural climate? What are the drawbacks and benefits of using photos on their own? What are the drawbacks and benefits of using photos for marketing? What other ways can we use visual representation to measure progress? And how can you decide if before and afters are right for you and your clients? Okay, let's get into it with our first topic, the beginning of before and after photos. There's probably no easily identifiable source for the before and after photo as we know it today. But the first time I remember seeing before and after physique photos was in muscle building and fat loss supplement advertisements in the late 1980s. As these advertisements appeared in trade magazines and nutrition sports retailers, their reach was limited. However, Bill Phillips took the transformation photo to a new level in the 90s with his EAS spokesperson challenges and the publication of Body for Life. Phillips' work featured hundreds of side-by-side photos showing weight loss and muscle gain over a 12-week time frame. These images reached millions of people, and suddenly, folks previously not interested in physique transformation began using Phillips' workout, nutrition, and supplement ideas to change their own bodies. While this might seem common practice nowadays, Phillips' innovation was that he coupled evidence, photos of people's bodies actually changing, with incentives, prize money, free cars, and so forth for top performers, and made it all palatable for the masses by showing a wide range of average bodies instead of just bodybuilders or fitness competitors. Seeing his success, many professionals began using the same ideas. And eventually, nearly everyone started using them. These days, side-by-side, underwear, or swimsuit-clad images are normal. Your old high school physics lab partner is posting his 12-week transformation on Facebook, touting the cleanse that helped him lose 25 pounds. Your sister-in-law is showing off the transformation photos she created using a free app on Instagram, documenting her 6-month, 40-pound weight loss. No longer being used just to sell products, diets, or coaching services, the before and after photo has become a culturally accepted way to celebrate, even show off, body changes. Yet it's important to consider what's being communicated with these images and how they're being received. On the one hand, if your goal is to lose weight or gain muscle, to change your body, body change photos can be motivational. They can inspire you to get started or keep going. On the other hand, if you're not interested in either goal and or have a history of disordered eating, trauma, or body image issues, they can be uninteresting, off-putting, or downright triggering. Now we arrive at the heart of the debate. Some say before and after photos do more harm than good. While publicly posted before and after photos work well for marketing products and services, some say their emphasis on leanness points to a bigger problem we're grappling with as a culture. To get some context, I asked my friend Molly Galbraith, co-founder of Girls Gone Strong, to weigh in. She recommended this experiment, courtesy of Dr. Larissa Mercado-Lopez, Associate Professor of Women's Studies at California State University and a Girls Gone Strong contributor. Google the words fit woman or fit man What shows up in the search results? For fit woman, you'll see a collection of young, white, lean, lightly muscled, traditionally feminine physiques, and abs, lots of abs. 
For men, you'll see a group of young, white, lean, heavily muscled, traditionally masculine physiques. Plus again, lots of abs. So why is that a problem? Well, over time, our brains have been conditioned through exposure to TV, movies, magazines, social media, and more to associate bodies like these with the words fit and healthy. But how might a 65-year-old who wants to get fit and healthy feel looking at stock images or before and after photos of young, highly conditioned, athletic people when he or she knows they can never look like them? How about a postpartum mom in a larger body who wants to prioritize her health? And what if you're in a larger body and you're not white? What if the after photo that everyone seems to promote as the ideal to celebrate looks nothing like you and never will? The more degrees you're separated from the quote-unquote ideal, some argue, the less accessible health and fitness may seem. And of course, before and after photos invite comparison. It's natural to look at a stock image or a set of before and after photos and compare yourself to them, especially if you notice some similarities between yourself and either the before or the after. This phenomenon is known as social comparison. We look to others to get information about how to define ourselves. Confronted with these transformation photos, it's easy to see how we might use them to measure our own worthiness. We look at photos that celebrate leanness or thinness or muscularity, and if we're not as lean or thin or muscular, we might think, hmm, I don't look like that. Is that okay? Am I okay? Or, this confirms what I suspected all along. My body needs to be leaner, more muscular, smaller, in order to be celebrated. Or simply, ugh, I look awful. Body positivity, which has catapulted into global consciousness over the past decade, rejects this type of comparison. The body positivity movement is all about loving your body no matter its shape, size, color, identity, or ability. The body positive community was founded in support of those with marginalized bodies, ones that are differently sized, differently abled, differently colored, and differently gendered from what we have come to accept as the fit and healthy norm. Which is why stock imagery and conventional before and after photos that promote a narrow range of health or fitness don't really jibe with body positivity promoters. Whether they actually do or not, conventional before and after photos seem to imply that being leaner is always better than being fatter. A thin body always deserves recognition over a fat one. It's not possible to be manly in a smaller body. The only way to look feminine is to make your waist smaller and glutes bigger. And the after is better than the before. As a result, many people who consider themselves body positive, including some fitness pros, have serious reservations about publicly displaying before and after photos. And some people argue they can make health seem secondary. The problem isn't necessarily that many of these photos show a bigger person becoming smaller. The problem is that mainstream culture almost invariably conflates size with health. And while it's true there are some very good reasons to lose weight, and we list five compelling but little talked about reasons in our article at precisionnutrition.com forward slash reasons dash two dash lose dash weight. But that doesn't necessarily mean people with bigger bodies can't be healthy. Uh, but before and after photos presented with a singular standard can be misleading. In reality, you don't have to be young, super lean, or particularly ripped to be healthy. Bodies of all kinds of shapes, sizes, and abilities can be strong and have good cardiovascular fitness, eat balanced diets that include nutritious whole foods, use mindful eating practices, be joyful, confident, and healthy. But to some, before and after photos imply that it's not possible to be healthy in a body that looks like the before. 
Instead, you must become the after, otherwise don't bother. Before and after photos are also limited in the type of progress they show. Before and after photos may show other types of progress through body language and facial expression, but they primarily track aesthetic progress. Not everyone is interested in that. Body shape is just one indicator of change among many. Placing too much focus on aesthetics, some argue, can cause people to lose sight of what really matters. Getting healthier, in a body, mind, and soul kind of way. And yes, fake photos are everywhere. <laughs> Photo manipulation is easier than ever before, and not only has it become simple to tweak an image directly from your phone, but there are entire tutorials available online about how to fake a before and after transformation photo. Tactics like adjusting body position, lighting, clothing, and even taking your after picture first are commonly used to achieve dramatic transformations that sometimes were taken just seconds apart. Naturally, this makes people suspicious of images that seem too good to be true, especially since many of those photos are being used to help sell a product, diet, or coaching service. Understandably, people start to discount transformation photos once they've seen a few too many fake ones. Now, on the other hand, there is a reason before and after photos are still so popular. Clearly, it's not all bad, otherwise no one would be using these images anymore. In a recent survey of nearly 1,000 health and fitness professionals, 90% said before and after pictures are still a valuable tool that definitely will have a place in the health and fitness industry if used appropriately while only 10% said they're antiquated, do more harm than good, and should be avoided altogether. Indeed, most of the coaches in our community and plenty of other health and fitness professionals are still using them. We believe there are some compelling reasons why. And here they are. Before and after photos provide valuable data. Photos are ultimately just another piece of data. At PN, we use optional monthly photos as part of a larger set of measures, including subjective questionnaires and objective markers like weight, girths, blood work, and so forth, to see how clients are progressing. When our distance-based coaches look at these photos, they're not making moral or emotional judgments. Instead, they're looking for little markers of change that tell them more about what's happening inside their client's body, physiologically, hormonally, and so forth. Take that little area under your chin. It's one of the places where fat loss shows the most, but you're not gonna measure it with a scale or a tape measure. Instead, you compare two side-by-side -side photos to see how that chin and profile changes. Then, in combination with other methods, use that information to inform your coaching prescription. The postural muscles from the back view are also a good go-to spot to check out. Those muscles start to reveal themselves when there is a body composition change and when people start to engage them more, thanks to strength training routine. In many cases, progress photos provide insight for both coach and client that's hard to capture through other mediums, especially in an online coaching environment. And these photos can build confidence and momentum. We've established that not everyone is interested in visual progress, but lots of people are. And visuals can show us more than the body composition changes. According to our head women's coach, Jen Cooper, although taking the initial photos might be tough for some people, they can also show progress in unexpected ways. Clients often notice that over time, they're smiling more in their progress photos, standing taller with better posture, radiating confidence and joy. For some people, these small changes can be the first indicators that their effort is paying off. Indeed, photos can often change before any other metric, like weight, inches, or blood work. When this is the case, the photos become important for that confidence and motivation. And, done right, these photos can inspire action. 
Many of the people who find their way to Precision Nutrition view us as their last chance to get healthy and fit. They've tried countless methods before, none of them worked, or they did work but didn't last. Now imagine you're one of those people looking for a coach to help you eat, move, and live better. For your last ever shot at improving your lifestyle, managing your health, and changing how your body looks. There are thousands of websites, claims, and stories. Millions and millions of words. It'd take you forever to read and evaluate them all in hopes of finding help. But then, let's say, you find your way to our Men's and Women's Transformation Hall of Fame, where there are nearly 1,000 before and after pictures featuring people in their 20s and 30s, 40s and 50s, 60s and 70s, people with large bodies, small bodies, and everything in between, people with different skin colors, people from different parts of the world, and more. And you scroll through them in a matter of minutes. What provides more compelling evidence or proof that a solution works? Never-ending walls of words on your computer screen or 1,000 pictures telling 1,000 words each? Let's say you also discover that we have dozens of men's and women's stories showcasing the journeys of people with different body sizes, ages, and ethnicities. Plus, that we also feature people doing interesting things they couldn't do before. This combination of before and after photos, client stories, and case studies inspires action. Many think this is exactly what people sitting on the fence need in order to kickstart an eat, move, and live better project. Without compelling evidence that something has worked for others like them, they may never reach out to get the help they need. Which, I guess, isn't so much an argument for before and after photos as it is for before and after photos plus other ways of demonstrating and celebrating progress. Which leads me to our five best practices for using visual representation to mark progress. Ready for it? Here we go. Some people, especially those with weight loss or muscle gain goals, may find traditional before and after photos helpful in choosing products and services or in documenting their own progress. But before and after photos aren't right for everyone and that's okay. So with the following practices, you can use transformation photos to document progress in a way that respects your or your client's goals and needs. Practice number one, make an informed choice about whether to use before and after photos. No one should ever be taking progress photos because they feel they have to. My friend Molly at Girls Gone Strong is a prominent voice in body positive and size friendly coaching. Her company still uses progress photos with an important caveat. Molly tells us, we lay out all the different options for clients and give the pros and cons of each. We'll say a pro of before and after photos for aesthetic progress is that you have a clear picture of what your body looks like. A con is that for a lot of people, they bring up emotional distress. Now, once someone's been informed about photos, girth measurements, scale weight, sleep tracking, and all the other measurement methods available to them, clients can make a decision about which methods to use. So never require your clients to pose for before and after photos or grant you rights to their images as a condition of your services. By leading with a sense of autonomy and choice rather than obligation or shame, the subject of the photos is more likely to feel empowered by them. All right, practice number two, acknowledge the journey, not just the end result. Progress photos and before and after photos might sound like the same thing, but there's an important distinction. Before and after photos are about the comparison. You started there and you ended up here. But progress photos show a more realistic view of a health and fitness journey because you're taking photos frequently. Change happens slowly and progress photos document that. This can show people that although change may not look dramatic month to month, over the long term, say a year, change can look mind-blowing. 
they can serve as a reminder that health isn't always a linear journey as well, and that what happens along the way is just as important as the after. Okay, practice number three. Consider that not all transformations are about weight loss or muscle gain. Many transformation photos show bodies getting smaller or more muscular, but we can use before and afters to show a lot of other types of transformations, ones that have nothing to do with weight loss. Some before and afters may show people getting healthy after being in cancer, maintaining their weight with a chronic illness, recovering from an eating disorder or major emotional trauma, becoming more themselves after gender correction surgery. And it's easy to get locked into an idea of what progress means. Explore the idea that even if weight loss isn't your or your client's goal, using photos to document the process could still be valuable. You just might have to use them differently. All right, practice number four, experiment with other visual formats. If you don't think traditional progress or before and after photos are right for you and or your clients, try experimenting with other ways to use photography. As coaching mastermind Dr. Krista Scott Dixon puts it, Photography can be a visual expression of an evolution, any evolution, whether it's physical or psychological, tangible or abstract. Take, for example, a recent pro coach client, Jane. Jane didn't want to do a traditional after photo. Her transformation was just as mental as it was physical. For Jane, it used to be all about control. Now she chooses to focus on the things that fill her with happiness rather than all the little details she can't control. In other words, she learned to have her cake and eat it too. <laughs> and that's why she made her after photos based on Alice in Wonderland's tea party. You can see photos of that online in today's article at precisionnutrition.com forward slash before dash and dash after dash photos. The photos are visually stunning, but more importantly, they're personally meaningful. You'll notice how it's not about her body. These photos are about her values, her creativity, and who she is as a person. At PN, we've also encouraged clients to use photography to show what they can do rather than what they look like. In a series called Postcards from the Future, clients mark their passage by highlighting something they never thought they'd be able to accomplish. For one person, it was completing an Ironman. For another, it was earning his first jujitsu belt at age 46. Maybe you know that you don't want to take photographs at all. Instead, you want to draw your progress. Have at it. In fact, we have an example of that online in today's article as well. The bottom line, there's no right way to use visual representation in a health and fitness setting. When traditional before and after photos aren't a fit, encourage creativity. Lastly, practice number five, be open to the idea that your feelings may change. Some people start out gung-ho about taking photos. Later, their feelings are different. They realize they're checking for abs several times a day or they just can't kick the uncomfortable feelings they get when they look at photos of their body. And the opposite happens too. Some start out violently opposed to taking starting point photos. Later, they wish they had. The same goes for using these photos as a coach. Perhaps you started out convinced before and afters were a bad idea. But over time, you realize their value as a meaningful documenter of change for your clients. Or as a way to convince people who don't yet know that you can help them change. Or vice versa. Maybe you were a staunch before and after advocate, but changed your mind after seeing how your particular clients responded to them. And yes, sometimes philosophical positions change when faced with different evidence. Experiment and make it okay to change your mind. Okay, those are the five practice tips. What to do next? Well, here are some additional tips from us at Precision Nutrition. This is an evolving debate, and however you feel about it is valid. 
So here are some practical strategies to examine those feelings and decide whether before and after photos are right for you and or your client base. So if you're on your own health journey, be clear on your goals. Know what type of change you want. Are you hoping to get lean, get strong, feel better in your day-to-day life, all of the above? Consider how progress photos may or may not help you meet those goals. And learn about all your options. There are countless other tools that can provide useful data alongside progress photos. Work on your own or with a coach to figure out how photos might compare with other progress markers, like scale weight, girth measurements, body fat measurements, sleep metrics, blood tests, and more. And understand your emotional reaction to before and after photos. Do you see photos as data? Can you train yourself to look at images of your own body with compassion and curiosity? Cool. Taking progress photos could be a good option for you. Conversely, does looking at photos of yourself bring up overwhelming body image issues? Does taking photos of yourself make you ultra fixated on your appearance? To the point where you're checking yourself out in the mirror all the time, looking for changes? Well, then maybe skip them. And be open to changing. As we said, remember, the way you feel now may change. Just because progress photos didn't work for you in the beginning of your journey doesn't mean they won't be useful later and vice versa. Now, if you're a coach, know your client base. Are you working primarily with people who want to get shredded, or are you more focused on helping busy parents figure out how to eat better when they have mile-long to-do lists? Will posting swimsuit photos resonate with your clients you want to work with, or do you think they'll respond better to images of diverse bodies in empowering poses? Depending on your client base, before and after photos and their various iterations may or may not be a good fit in your marketing materials or as coaching tools. Think about how photos and other methods of visual representation could uniquely benefit the population you work with. So when clients have questions about how to mark their progress, you have ideas. And of course, remember, every client is unique. What worked for one person may not work for another. Some clients may not be open to before and afters, but don't assume that because two clients have similar situations or goals, they'll feel the same way about taking photos. And make sure to educate your clients about their options. Once you're clear on your client's goals, lay out all the progress measuring options along with their pros and cons. Present the information you have available and empower them to decide. And suffice to say, don't make before and afters mandatory. Keep in mind that swimsuit or underwear photos may not be compatible with some cultures and religions. Plus, a good coach is cool about it when their client says no to something. Coaching isn't about rules. Super coaches measure what matters to their clients. Your clients get to decide, so follow their lead. All right, this has been Bryce from Precision Nutrition reading today's article, Before and After Photos, Inspirational and Effective or Demoralizing and Unethical by John Berardi, PhD. You can read the article online yourself at precisionnutrition.com forward slash before dash and dash after dash photos. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Okay, everyone, that's it for this week's edition of Precision Nutrition's The Complete Fitness Professional Podcast. For more information about how to become the complete fitness professional yourself and for some awesome free nutrition and coaching resources, Come visit us on the web at www.precisionnutrition.com. You could also visit us on Facebook or on Twitter at InsidePN. Talk to you next time.